I he, he did like the water becoming blood thing. Yeah. And for some reason, I completely forgot about that in the trailer, and I was like, not Noah's Ark. <laughs> How are they gonna do that? How are they supposed to pull that off right at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> I, I'm glad it wasn't that. Oh my gosh, I can't. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is, what is the song that you would want played at your wedding? I probably have a whole list of songs. I really like Wonderwall, so Wonderwall would definitely be on my playlist, but I think that the song that I would want to do for like the daddy-daughter dance, I already have chosen, and it's When the Stars Go Blue by Tim McGraw. That song means a lot to me and my dad, and it's beautiful, and it says wedding gown in it. Oh, that's so sweet. I love Wonderwall, too. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. And you guys might be thinking, that's not Britney's voice. Who is that? (laughs) And you're right. Um, Britney went home to Edmonton uh, for a week to visit her family, and she didn't want to bring the podcasting stuff. And you know what? I respect that. And somebody has been in my DMs for so long saying, hey, if you ever need somebody, I'm there. (laughs) And so I said, this is your moment. Hey, wait, who are you? My name is Sheila Dilly, but your listeners might know me as Blanche, which has served Mm -hmm. as my online pseudonym for the past year or so. I am a 21-year-old dog walker from Massachusetts, and I love all things pop culture. And the song that I would play at my wedding is probably My Girl by The Temptations. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm gonna have, like, a whole playlist, and I feel like I've sort of been accumulating them throughout my life. Oh, definitely. But also, I hope to get married at some point. I currently have no prospects but that's okay (laughs) it's all right me neither yeah okay so like blanche said you guys have heard uh us talk about her she's uh commented on many a thing you know when we get things wrong she's usually the one to tell us that we did it wrong (laughs) um which we appreciate but since you've never been on the podcast before and in fact this is the first aficionados podcast you've ever been on it is i'm so excited spoiler alert there's more to come can you tell us about your relationship to the show and to riverdale oh yeah of course okay um um, oh boy, what doesn't Riverdale mean to me? I feel like it's yeah. what Lost is to you. It's like, mm-hmm. my Lost. So Riverdale and Archie Comics, by extension, has been like my hyperfixation for the past three years, I think. Mm. It's just something I love thinking about. I love all the characters so, so much. And it's just something I can rewatch or write about when I'm having a bad day or anything like that. Jughead also means a lot to me. I relate to him a lot. That's my boy. Um, I just think we have very similar personalities. Mm -hmm. It's also led me to meet some amazing people. First and foremost, my best friend, Eddie, who I truly can't imagine my life without now. Mm -hmm. I also got to meet skeet last year which was like one of the best days of my life yeah. and also you like i wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for riverdale Stop. <laughs> <laughs> i know this is like fandom really does do that you know yeah. like i i met all three of my roommates through fandom you know and yeah. it's like what would i even be doing if it wasn't for that exactly so you would say your favorite character is jughead who are some of your other favorite characters okay so i think my top favorite characters and maybe favorite characters of all time are probably gladys and alice I just love them Mm -hmm. both so much. Also, Jughead, though, obviously, like I said, he's definitely right after them. Mm -hmm. FP and Fred. And now Tabitha. Tabitha's so good. I have so many nice things to say about Tabitha this episode, as always. She's the best. She's just so good in this episode, too. She was 
so supportive. I love her. And so if anyone wants to follow you after this, where can they follow you? Um, Yeah, you can find me at Blanket Juice on Instagram or at Serpent, Classic. <laughs> at Serpent Lady on Tumblr. I do have to be honest, though. I've been taking a social media cleanse for the past couple of weeks. Respect. And I really do love it. So I haven't been active on either of those in a while. I fully forgot that you were at Blanket Juice. <laughs> We had, we had like a whole thing. I remember that. I do remember that. Um, I can't believe that was like a year ago now. I know. All right. Well, shall we get started? Yes. All right. So today we have words to say about episode 618 of Riverdale Biblical. So I think the title is just because biblical stuff happens. Yeah. I couldn't find any like movies or TV shows or anything like that that they named it yeah, after. Exactly. I kept searching biblical movie, biblical film and all. It was just like, you want a story about the Bible? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, I don't. They just fully named it so. after the Bible. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, let's go into thoughts from listeners real quick here. Okay. That's usually me. It is, right? <laughs> so this is uh, one of the messages that we got on Tumblr um, these past two weeks from Polaroid-Fangirl13 again. And they said, I really appreciate the way you talked about how confusing the Drake and Betty situation was. It made me feel so much better about the fact that I can't tell who is supposed to be in the wrong, where the writers were going, and whether I'm supposed to be angry or pleased that they're doing a potentially queer plotline. At this point, I think I'm just going to try and think about this less and entertain my own queer headcanons. Um, what did you think about the Drake and Betty thing? Um, I really like Agent Drake, but I agree. Last episode was a little bit confusing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this <laughs> this message is, at this point, I think I'm just going to try and think about this less. <laughs> like, I completely relate. I completely relate. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then we also got an anonymous message that just said that they headcanon uh, Tabitha is bisexual and um, hey, I'm with you. Oh, me too. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, Blanche, would you like to toot or boot this episode? For anyone who's never who's never been with us before, toot is good, boot is bad. There's some things on either side of those, but yeah, Blanche, what did you think? Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Apart from like mm -hmm. the last five minutes, I had a really fun time with it. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a toot. All right, go for it. I think I'll give it a toot as well, but I'm going to give it kind of like on the newt side. Yeah. So, like, it certainly wasn't the, I think I've said this before, but it certainly wasn't the tootiest of toots, <laughs> but it was, uh, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. My dog is being brought in. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's Steely. Bring me my son. Hi, Sam. Blanche says hi, Sam. Hi, Blanche. So before we go into the episode, we once again had to uh, cover it chronologically. Sorry, fam. All <laughs> of it sort of intersected and that's just how it be these days. However, what are some of the things that people need to know before we go into the conversation of this podcast? Oh, boy. If they hadn't seen the episode. Well, at the end, Archie's dead. <laughs> yeah. So is Jughead. Um, Archie's dead. Jughead's dead. Tony's dead. Fangs is dead. And many other people are dead. Oh, Nana Rose is dead. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's dead. And also Jughead, the Jughead paradox returned and Jughead saw, I don't know, his clone or himself from an alternate universe. Oh, boy. It was insane, and I don't really know how they're going to explain that. Also, Kevin's on the good side again. I don't know how I feel about that. Me neither. <laughs> well, I think that's everything you guys need to need to know, and I think we'll get into the conversation now. Yes. But you you covered uh, the first half in a bit. I did. I have a page and a half of summary. That's great. <laughs> yeah, just go um, just go scene by scene, and I'll uh, chime in with anything that I'm thinking. Okay. The town of Riverdale has been experiencing signs of the plagues, but go unnoticed at first. Tony asks Veronica to plan her and Fangs' wedding. Ronnie agrees, but feels weird about it. I loved seeing Juniper and Dagwood, even though we got to see them just for a little quick sec. Yeah, that was awesome. I am still a little bit upset with Betty about that whole incident, though. Yeah, where are they living now? Are they at Thornhill, I'm, I guess? I'm pretty sure they're living with Cheryl now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we never see them. <laughs> they're literally, like, in the other room while Nana Rose is on fire. I know! <laughs> 
Like, call that a, that's a childhood, all right, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. They floated in season three. They were used to it. Yes, it's true. It's true. And so, uh, yeah, so you said Tony asks Veronica to plan her wedding. And I just, she's like, I know it's last minute. And I'm like, you had a bachelorette party before you knew <laughs> you were going to get married. Like, doesn't that happen, like, right before? Because even Archie says the Fangs didn't have a bachelor party. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I thought that was a weird, um, weird chain of events there. Yeah, bad planning on Tony's part. Yeah. And Veronica says yes. Yeah. And uh, she's not like happy about it though. But like Tony is paying her, right? I assume so. Yeah. And she says you're the only one who can do it. You know, she's she's really um, complimenting her and everything. Yeah. So yeah. I think in any other episode, this honestly would seem like something that Ronnie would love. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I did want to say because I did have my my problems with Veronica last episode. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more empathy for her this episode, but I also think you know it's like half of the things she's saying. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that. And the other half is I'm just like, uh, I don't know how many legs this has to stand on. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. I have mixed feelings about it. Also, the the swarms of flies and like the frogs escaping. Yeah. I think the frogs I could deal with, but the bugs. No. Ugh, that was so gross. And I think they so used gross. real ones. You never really know if you finished, the, if they're all gone or not. I know. Oh, that just creeps me out. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go to the next uh, next scene? Yes. All right. So Archie and Betty discuss whether or not they're going to attend and they decide to go. Yeah. So- fangs asked archie to be a groomsman which is so nice i know and he's he but he said he doesn't want to do a speech or plan a bachelor party which like i said means that fangs didn't have one which is weird yeah um i want to know more about the wedding like who's the best man who's the man maid of honor um yeah tony's bridesmaids yeah it seemed like they were kind of just standing up there by themselves there Yeah. what if baby anthony was the best man I bet he was. You know what? I have to say, and I know that, like, Jordan Connor was, like, slightly canceled recently or whatever. Oh, right. That's kind of part of the reason why he got taken off here or whatever. But I'm like, the fact that Sweepy isn't here. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about Sweepy. Hurts my heart so much. Sweepy is the best man. That would have been him, you know? Oh, my God. You're right. It, it kills me that he wasn't there. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about Sweepy. And I'm like, there's not even, they're not even going to talk about him. I'm not going to say. I don't know. Oh. That might just be my sweet pea glasses, but... No, you're right for this. But yeah, Betty and Archie are like kind of freaking out because they're like wow some of our own is getting married and they're they're continuing to sort of like bring up things that happen in Rivervale because obviously Betty and Archie got married in Rivervale yeah so I know that we saw like a little bit of a of a flash of him but we don't talk about TBK at all this episode like the the episode after Betty straight up killed him I know so was it just that Dennis guy I guess so I, th- I really did think there was going to be a reveal. I did too. I, that's very strange that they just had some random guy come in. I'm like, are we going to talk about it? Because it seems like next episode is all about reviving all these people. Oh, yeah. So it's like, when are we going to come back to that? Do you think next episode they'll accidentally bring TBK back and the plotline will be resurrected again? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> You're completely right. No, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be really mad. Because <laughs> that's genius. That's exactly what's going to happen. 100%. I, if they were smart, that's what would happen. I just thought of that a second ago. So yeah, You're totally right. Yeah. All right. Next scene. Tabitha reads the stories that Jughead's been working on in the sex bunker. He tells her that the voices he's been hearing are what inspired his new stories, which has helped them die down a little bit, but he's not just ready to go back to normal life or attend the wedding. Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, I don't want you to go dateless, though. And she's like, no, it's okay. She just wants him to get better. She's such a good girlfriend. I love her so much. She's the best. 
Um, and I also totally called it was La Llorona when I saw the trailer last episode. So oh, I'm very that was interesting. Uh, I think it's really sweet mm-hmm. that Jughead lets Tabitha read his works and progresses now. Remember in season five, like he oh, had a whole yeah. thing about that. He didn't want to let her read anything. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And now Betty's just like, and Betty was like, I get to read them. <laughs> I also just feel so bad for Jughead. I can't imagine what it's like having a million voices screaming in your head all at once. I have really intense like sensory issues about sound. So mm. that was literally drive me insane yet another yeah. example of Jughead j- being just like me for real yeah I'm like I'm an introvert but I do need something you know what I mean yeah. I can't stay in this I bet it smells so bad in Ew. there all the time I don't blame him for wanting to hide in the sex bunker but like I don't know yeah and it's also like is there any like air circulation in here at all oh probably not it's like it'd be musty Ugh. yeah yeah I don't think a wedding after party would really be Jughead's scene anyway, though. Like, if he needs that is true somewhere to stay quiet, he should take care of his mental health first. Yeah, I agree. I'm also just, like, at first I was a little bit sad that he was missing Tony and Fangs' wedding because they mm-hmm. were really close sophomore year. But mm-hmm. I don't think they've talked much post-time jump. No, because they got mad at him that one time because they were just yeah. like, you wrote us into your book and we hate that. I am still a little upset about them, about that at them. Mm-hmm. On some level, I did get it. But the thing is that there was a whole katie keen episode where kevin comes to town and he puts on a play about their entire high school experience and he oh my god he didn't even change the names at least jughead had the decency to change the names listen that's another freaking strike against you kev (laughs) wait including like tony and stuff i wonder if they heard about that because they'd be like why does everyone need to tell my story i wouldn't be surprised if he just like didn't tell them yeah that's true. But that's a little bit messed up because supposedly he and Fangs were in this relationship throughout the whole seven-year time jump. Oh, right. Yeah, and Tony. Like, they were living together. Yeah. Well, all right. I also just think it's really sweet that Jughead is like, I think I'm finally recovering. And Tabitha says, that's all that matters. I just, I love them so much. She's the best. She's amazing. All right. We find out that Percival has been the one cursing the town with plagues. Yeah, he's been doing some freaking spells. I He, he did, like, the water becoming blood thing. Yeah. And for some reason, I completely forgot about about that in the trailer and I was like not Noah's Ark (laughs) how are they gonna do that how are they supposed to pull that off right at the beginning of the episode I'm glad it wasn't that. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't believe that they would do that, but I also can. Like, I could see them doing a Riverdale episode about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the thing that, like, I said to Sam Mm -hmm. before we watched the episode, I was like, okay, do Fangs and Tony actually get married at the end of this episode? And we both thought, no, but also it's Riverdale, so yes. And then it's like, yes, but also it's Riverdale, so no. (laughs) So, like, it really, (laughs) we really had no idea. Honestly. And I guess that's probably what they're trying to do here. Yeah. So then no Nobody guesses. That would make sense. Uh, and then Kevin is watching him do his creepy spell. <gasps> yes. Sh- should we talk about Kevin now or later? Because I have thoughts about him. Sure, go on. Um, okay. So I have mixed feelings about him. They're implying that he's like more lucid now, which is why he's mm-hmm. questioning Percival. But I know the writing here is messy, but earlier this season, it seems like he was already doing things of his own accord, which is why mm-hmm. like I and I think you too have not liked him this season. Yeah. And I- I'm having a, you know, it's like I said, well, Kevin is too far gone to get back in my good books. Mm-hmm. But as soon as all the other characters are like, we still love you, Kevin, I'm just like, aw, that's my I friend know. Kevin. And I'm like, wait, no, wait, no, he's bad. He was bad. So probably I will end up forgiving him as long as everyone else is doing it, oh, you know? Me too. But why is it just yeah. Kevin? Why can't they talk to Alice? Like, have a conversation with her. Exactly. Like, why has Uncle Frank become, like, a n- known villain now? Mm, I have thoughts about Uncle Frank. And also, is Uncle Frank, uh, was Uncle Frank older than Fred? I believe so. Rip. Uncle Frank's dead. Okay. Is Alice dead? 
Okay, so I know Alice has a sister because in the prequel novel, Betty goes to uh-huh. stay with her aunt, but I don't know whether or not she's older or younger. Well, I'm just like, you know, we see all of these people who are all of the main like the main characters that we know, but I have lots of questions about other people as well. Yeah. So, so sorry, if you guys didn't watch the episode, we didn't mention this at the top, but the people who are all dead are uh, only the people who were first born. Right. Or only child in the case of Archie. So yeah, that's what, that's what we're discussing here, but right. yeah. Which means Tabitha? I'm just like, was did Dr. Curdle Jr. have... Oh my god, Dr. Curdle Jr. Have a sibling? Like, I need to know. I mean, <laughs> never mind, actually, because we see him in the trailer and he's in the background. So Dr. Curdle Jr. must have an older sibling. Aww. This is stuff that we're learning about everybody. Like, Kevin and Tabitha are up here just standing around and I'm just like, excuse me. <gasps> yeah. In what world does Kevin have a sibling? Oh my god, I didn't even... They're making some serious can- canonical changes right here. Yeah. By just having people be alive. Right. Um, who else was there? Moose? Like, okay. Yeah. Moose, Heather. I mean, whatever. You can make whatever you want to be true about Heather, but... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I have more problems about that. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but like... Right. The, the fact that Jughead is dead is really confusing to me. Why is that? Jughead has an older brother. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about Charles! Who Betty just mentioned in that scene. He has an older brother, and so me and Sam were like, okay, it must be about the mother, right? So he's Alice's oldest son. But then we went, no, because then Veronica would be dead. Because Hermione didn't have another kid. Oh my god. The rules are messy. (laughs) The rules are getting real sticky around here. I don't know about this, you guys. I fully forgot that Charles was Jughead's brother also. Yeah, yeah. This is all messy. This is all messy. And you know what? It's Riverdale. So like, whatever. But I'm just saying, y'all need to pay attention to your own show. <sighs> all right. Anything else about Kevin? Or did you want to move on to the next one? Um, do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Veronica talks to Tabitha about how she now feels unaccomplished in her life and misses being in a relationship. They're interrupted by a call letting them know that the water in the town has started to turn to blood. Another plague. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So Tabitha's looking at the wedding menu because I guess it's being catered by Pops, and you know what? That's probably the best place in town. Was it originally that. catered by Pops? Because remember they had that whole thing about mm. the food going bad, and then they moved it to Pops. Right. But then why is Tabitha there looking at the menu? Oh. So I wonder if she had made all. This is my head canon that I'm trying to make it make sense. But my thought is that Tabitha like made all of these like fancy special things oh. to bring there, and then since that got messed up then they moved it to pops and they just did all the rest of the stuff in the regular restaurant oh that would make sense that's just that's what i think happened yeah and so i guess veronica just canceled all the rest of the foresight the fantastic shows and that's just done now (laughs) i forgot about the foresight the fantastic shows there's so much happening this season i know so yeah veronica's sad because she used to be like a fancy person now she's just a party planner and i'm just like veronica this is something that you're good at yeah and it's something that is very low risk and it seems great. It seems like something that maybe you enjoy doing. Right. You know, like this This seems like a good gig. Yeah, definitely. I think if it were any other episode, she'd be really into this. Like she could start a yeah. whole business about this. That's like her whole thing. She loves starting new businesses. Exactly. And she's like, I have no social life and no boyfriend. I have nothing. And I'm like, Queen, you are so rich. <laughs> you have a full business. Literally. I don't understand. Don't say you have nothing when you have everything. <laughs> Jeez. Not everything, you know, but yeah. I'm just like, I would die for what you have. Literally. I don't understand why she's so hardcore about moving back to New York yeah. either. Yeah, she's like, ugh, I'm here in Riverdale. And I'm like, babe, you chose to be here. Really? Like, girl, you opened a casino here in town and you're starting the new... Like, I know it's a TV show, but no one's freaking stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> Get going. 
going then? She's starting like the new absinthe business here. Um, it's right. Five. Her whole thing was that like Chad hated the town, and that was like this huge red flag. Right. And so Tabitha, who's the nicest person of all time, is like, listen, I also wanted to have done more in my life by now. Yeah. But there's nothing you can't do. You're amazing. Tabitha's amazing. Incredible. She's so uplifting. She's like, except I can't find a date. I think they should just go together. And I'm like, are you dumb? Are you dumb? Neither of you have a date. Go together. Exactly. Even if it was- Are you stupid? <laughs> Literally. She's like, I can't find a date. And Tabitha's like, I don't have a date either. And they're like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was just as friends, though, I don't mm-hmm. like if Ronnie's so upset about it, it would be a nice solution. Well, they end up hanging out together at the wedding anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's a plumbing problem, so that's more important. Right. I just, can I say one more thing about Ronnie? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why she's so upset about being single because it's like still her fault. Like, she's. Mm the one who treated Reggie badly which is weird because he's not in this episode but like (laughs) this is your fault I know well were you also sort of waiting for him to like show up on a white horse or something yeah I kind of was every time she was like I have no one to love I was waiting for him to be like I will love you and I was like listen if you guys can completely erase the like actually kind of healthy good breakup that they had and have her be mad the next episode you guys can completely erase all of their problems and their breakup and in general right I just want Veggie to be back together they were so good together yeah I'm like what's Reggie supposed to do now I know come on he hasn't been in the last couple episodes has he no, I don't think so. It's been a couple weeks, though. Yeah. Was he in last episode? Uh, no, I don't think he was in last episode. I don't think so. Yeah. Tabitha's so uplifting, though. She's so sweet to everyone, mm-hmm. but she's also a badass, and I just want to be friends with her so bad. So true. So the rivers run red with blood. Anytime this happens in TV, I'm always reminded of The Mummy, which is, like, one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Uh, I've definitely seen National Treasure, which reminds oh. me of it, but I don't think I've seen The Mummy, although I have been on the ride oh the ride is the best yeah but what happens in it so like the whole thing about the mummy is that he like brings all these plagues and curses like there are locusts Mm -hmm. and boils and the water Mm. turns to blood and even while watching the trailer last week i was like oh my god this is just like the mummy yeah (laughs) so is the water red like blood or is the water blood in the mummy it's literally Mm. blood okay but i know there's like a scene like tony and fangs are like oh is that like rust yeah so it's like maybe not my interpretation was that it was turning to blood in which case gross whose blood is it what type is it oh my god we actually collect this and help a lot of people that's such a good idea (laughs) you guys we're making the episode about the wrong stuff (laughs) that seems like who cares about this wedding yeah that seems like such an archie plot yeah well it reminds me of when veronica was like i can cure cancer now or whatever yeah anyway i'm like go out go to a hospital (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah oh the moment when britta like leaned down to like drink from the water fountain i was like ew Ew, gross, gross. That was nasty. Yeah. Gay Kevin tells Tony and Fangs that he's not suing them for custody anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you say gay Kevin? Yeah. You're right. That was like... I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. I don't feel homophobic while I say that because I am gay. Yeah, it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna fight anymore. And he's and so she goes, what changed your mind? And he goes, well, you two are his rightful parents. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't answer the question. What changed your mind, though? I know. Like, that's just a fact. Did You realizing that is what changed? Like, you didn't answer. And then he says, please forgive me. And I'm like, no. Think about it. I'm ugh, I'm just so upset with the with what they did with Kevin this season. Yeah. I'm disappointed for Casey. I know. He deserves better. At least he got to sing mm-hmm. a little bit last week. It's true. I honestly like I I liked his song 
today or like this episode better than the other episode oh same i think it felt or like better than the last episode it felt less cringy i think they could have done either of the musicals that the songs in this episode were from instead of american mm-hmm. psycho that would have been so much better yeah. i know that it's ross's musical but there were so many better choices <laughs> i just like i don't like american psycho so i thought it was a bad mm-hmm. choice yeah all right percival calls archie to tell him to stop his workers from striking and implies that he's causing the plagues they tune to Alice's new show about and find out that Street Sweetwater River has now also turned to blood. Yeah, I thought this was so I thought this was so funny because the music is so dramatic. <laughs> it's like ba 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 ba. And I'm like, "Okay, all right, calm down. It's Riverdale, okay? It's it's not that deep." Um but I liked the moment where she was like, scientists are at a loss. And I was like, "Who? What scientist? Dr. Colonel Jr.?" He's the only scientist here. Is he even a scientist? I mean, you gotta know science to be a doctor, right? That's true. Let's go with that. That's his side hobby. Yeah. Alice's literal only job this episode was telling us something absolutely ridiculous. I know. I was so mad. I was so ready to talk about Alice this episode. She Mm. was just in the one scene. Just on the TV. Oh, well... However, though, I do think it's fun that she has her own show now. And I know that's because of Percival, but I'm looking away. I do not see it because it's really cute. And I wish we got to see more of it. Mm -hmm. And I wish someone would just talk to her. Like, Betty's having her grandbabies taken away without even having, like, a conversation. I just think it's BS. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I I expected Alice to put up more of a fight. Like, after Betty was, like, busy doing something else, then maybe she'd go and try and get them back or something. I don't know. I just, I don't think she would ever hurt them. And I think it was really unfair of Betty to just take them. Yeah. The gang minus Jughead and Tangs meet at the El Royale Pops and discuss that this is Percival's fault. Charles suggests killing him. Archie gives a hard no. <laughs> He's also adamant that the wedding still needs to happen. Yes. He says the battle between good and evil will be lost if we just kill him because they're all gonna be evil basically at that point okay but remember in the season five finale when he was like i think we need to kill hiram oh my gosh archie you hypocrite (laughs) and like literally last episode veronica was like yeah i've killed multiple people but he's like literally yeah i've definitely killed somebody (laughs) yeah do you think the el royal pops is permanent i don't know i really don't want to lose that actual set the actual pop set but it kind of feels like it 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 is I don't know. I'd be so sad if it was. I think OG Pops is such an important part of the show. And it's like clear that the El Royale is still kind of a gym because we see the workers like playing basketball. Yeah. And stuff. Not in it, but like around it. Right. And, you know, they're getting ready to go out there and play and everything. And so I'm like, I really feel like this is a health problem. Yeah. You have all these like... Having a gym and a restaurant at the same time. So it's like... I I don't know. Wouldn't want to eat there. Like there are all these sweaty people. Like no, me neither. All around you. Although if the burgers were still twenty five cents, I could be persuaded. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Percival's the worst, and they're like yeah. he's such an excellent sorcerer. Which like of course he was. He was an extra in the second Harry Potter. Wait, what? Where? Um, I think it's like the scene where they're going to buy their books with Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh my gosh, I have to go and check that. <laughs> As soon as this is done. <laughs> Chris O'Shea. Okay, okay. The most British actor. Will I be able to recognize him? I don't think so. I haven't gone back to look for him, but... Okay. I know he was an extra. Like, he didn't have a name. Okay, I gotta look this up. Okay, you guys, so I looked this up, and it looks like he was in Chamber of Secrets and Order of the Phoenix. I also looked at the Flourish and Blots scene that Blanche mentioned, and um, I couldn't find him. I haven't seen any screen caps of where he could possibly be. If anyone knows, please tell me. It's very important to me. Thank you. 
What what do you think about Percival though? Did you find that he is more like compelling than Hiram? Like I hate him more than Hiram because I thought Hiram mm-hmm. was really funny at times. Yes. And Percival's just awful. Like he's a racist. He's not fun at all. Yeah. I can't stand him. And I'm excited for them to defeat him. Yeah. I don't think that he has more of a season-long arc. I don't right. expect to see him next season. I hope that they don't drag it out like they did with Hiram because they really yeah. just did that for four seasons. Because that was my problem with Hiram is that it's just like, okay, now we're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. I hope they don't do that with Percival. Me too, because I think that he's quite compelling as this one-season villain. Right. And they, they just is going to get worse with time. Yeah, exactly. If we do it with the last season. I want something big for last season. Ooh, what do you think they'll yeah. do last season? I don't know. Uh, Hal's alive. (laughs) (laughs) What if they bring back Hal next episode? Just bring back back everybody. It's Hal. It's uh, it's Clifford. It's Penelope. (laughs) It's Brett. (gasps) Gay Brett. Brett and uh, Donna, because Donna's still alive, right? Yeah, they just like never told us what was going on with Donna. Like she just ran away. I want Donna back. That'd be fun. And then who is the big bad of season five? Hiram, I guess. Oh, I guess. Hiram and then Percival. And then, so, yeah, all of them come back and do like a, a Batman style <gasps> baddie group. Like they were kind of going to do. Do you remember that when like it was like Medina and <gasps> Penny? Like Hiram like grabbed a bunch of people. I want them to bring Penny back. Yeah, Penny. Oh, I want all of I want them to bring back all the baddies at once. Oh, that'd be awesome. So that's what I want. And then them as superheroes defeat them. Yeah. Do you think they'll keep their superhero powers? <sighs> I don't know. I honestly, I think that that's probably a good, like, only season six thing as well. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how you end the show having changed it so much. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't, but. I think at this point, it's very hard to predict what's coming next. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Lolly Yorona steals one of Jug's stories while he's sleeping. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't recognize the actress. And when I looked it up, she has never done anything else or hasn't done anything on Riverdale at least I don't think oh really yeah I kind of thought she looked like Taylor Swift though a little bit. <laughs> and I was like Taylor Taylor does a guest appearance on Riverdale yeah can you imagine <laughs> like that one episode of New Girl that'd be awesome but yeah he started to to hear the voices again <laughs> yeah Percival's ex-crew is getting restless about the Shrike and Archie and Tabby console them mm-hmm. yeah he's like Carlos wants to work again and Archie's like no we can't and then later Archie's like yes we can and they're like no and I'm like no, just pick one. God. I know. I think that's that scene. Yes. There are just so many like little scenes like spurs throughout the episode. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have like a ton of notes for all like the like 30 second ones. The tiny little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Betty asked Agent Lynn to get her a bunch of religious texts that mention plagues so she can research what's happening in town. Yeah. Nice to see Agent Lynn again. I, I was like, is she dead? Did they leave her? Now that we have a different agent. Yeah. Where was Agent Drake this episode though? Agent Lynn was so nice. Um, and uh, I think the, it was so funny when she was like, I didn't know you were religious. And she's like, oh, I'm not. It's just research. And I was like, imagine if because Agent Lynn thought Betty was like, can you get me Bibles? This is a personal request. I'm asking you, my colleague, to get me this thing as a favor. Like, that's what Agent Lynn thought that she was doing. I mean, I guess that was nice of her. Like, she was like, yeah, yeah sure, she, whatever. She's like, OK, she'll do it. Yeah. What? Where was Agent Drake this episode, though? Who knows? I wonder if she was like embarrassed by what Veronica said and I guess bounced for but a little bit. 
she was at the bachelorette party. She would want to be. She would want to be in next episode so bad. Yeah. She's like, I want to see the witch stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. She wasn't in the trailer though. <sighs> Who knows? I hope she's not just like a one-off character and we never see her again. Me too. I liked her. Yeah. I want her to have nice things. Yeah. She should. She should have nice things. Yeah. Tabitha asks Ronnie, Tabitha tells Ronnie that life should continue even if they're fighting at war. Ronnie says she doesn't have anyone to fight for. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> She's like, what are we fighting for if not the future? And Veronica's like, Tabitha's fighting for Jughead and for Pop. And Betty and Archie are fighting for each other. And Tony and Fangs are fighting for Anthony. And I'm fighting for nothing. And that's when I want Reggie to come in. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, the whole point of season five was that Veronica and everyone else stayed in town to fight for Riverdale to make the town a better place. Like, yeah. Ronnie mentions, like, her business. What about Ronnie's business? Like, what about her students? Exactly. Yeah, and Tabitha's like, well, there's a reason that you're here or else you wouldn't be here. Yeah. And I'm like, such a good point. <laughs> Is she yeah. still a teacher, though? Veronica? Yeah. Probably not. Interesting. Yeah. To, like, help the children. Yeah. That's what you're fighting for. Exactly. A better future. Tony asks Cheryl to officiate her wedding. Bitchy move, but Cheryl agrees and tells Heather that she's going to go ahead and kill Percival as a wedding guest. Fitting because he's now enacting another curse. All the food in the ceremony has rotted. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about Tony asking Cheryl to officiate the wedding? <sighs> Okay. Um, I genuinely think it was awful of Tony to ask her this. Like, mm. she knows Cheryl is unstable, and I don't think she did it to intentionally like be malicious or anything. But it was mm-hmm. just a little tone deaf, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, at first I was like, "Oh, that's so nice," because like clearly Tony cares so much for Cheryl that she wanted her to be like a big part of it, yeah. which I think is lovely. But then, it, but then you're right. Like, it hit me that I was like this is kind of bad because like Tony must know that Cheryl still has feelings for her right Right. and like that's kind of crappy for her to be like can you stand up and watch me kiss my husband for the first time poor Cheryl right in front of all of these people literally we're gonna watch you be heartbroken about it you know so I did think that was awful of her but good for Cheryl for saying yes I still don't know how I feel about Heather but it's it's nice that she's helping her move on. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it's kind of weird because Heather's just like, oh, Cheryl, I'm trying to help you with your thing with Tony. And it's like, at this point, all of the things that are happening, you know, people start dropping dead in front of Heather. And if I was Heather, I'd be like, this is a lot. Yeah. Or like seeing Nana Rose straight up on fire, I'd be like, I have to go, I think. <laughs> Literally. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's from Greendale. She's probably used to all that stuff. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But yeah, like when uh, uh, Percival ruins all of the food at the rehearsal dinner and Veronica's like, no, no, I will fix it. And I'm like, see, Veronica, you're good at this yeah. and you're doing it because you want to see people happy, right? That's why people plan parties is to, so that people enjoy themselves. Right. I yeah. knew right away that when this happened, they were moving to Pops, which is like genuinely yeah. the place where I'd get married if I lived in Riverdale. So like, right. good for them. Yeah, probably not very, not as expensive a venue as the Babylonium. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, I would not want to get married at the Babylonium. Me neither. It's too swanky. Yeah. Not for me. And also, it always looks dark. It does. I'm like, is there any windows here? Bad lighting. Yeah. I'm like, even when it's like day, it's so dark. I'd be like, I would spend all day here and then not know how much time passed. I know. It's like the yeah. um the casino from Percy Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cheeseburger appears in the bunker. Jughead knows he shouldn't touch it, but he eats it anyway. Yeah. I honestly, because, you know, Percival had just done his uh, spell to make food go bad, and I expected it to, like, go bad in his hand like as he was about to take a bite of it um but i think from what i understand it goes bad in his stomach oh and that's why he feels sick is that what happened 
I think. Interesting. I, That's just me guessing because he, he starts feeling like sick, like food poisoning after. Right. I still don't understand why the burger appeared to him though. Like who is this from? Exactly. I know I wrote down the same thing. I was like, where did this even come from? Like there's no way this is part of Percival's spell. Yeah. I'm always happy to see Jughead eat a burger, but this was confusing. Yeah. This whole situation does read like an Archie comic though, or like an yes. episode of Archie's Weird Mysteries. Like Jughead finds mm-hmm. a mysterious burger and of course he eats it and gets sick. That's comic yeah. Jughead behavior yeah completely it's like we spent all of season one and i was like excuse me where are the burgers i know hello i remember when you guys had that segment that was like did Mm -hmm. jughead eat a burger this episode and it took so long it took too long i know um i also wrote down that that burger looked gross it did yeah it kind of did i'm like how long has that burger been sitting there it it was too dry there wasn't enough cheese when people don't eat the food you know that it's fake food yeah almost all the time and so it looks good, but when somebody takes a bite of it, you know that it was real food. Right. The fries look good, good though. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would die to try Pop's food. Oh, same. The yeah. burgers are supposed to be so good. Mm-hmm. I am interested. Me too. Heather helps Cheryl set Percival on fire via a Papa doll. It doesn't work, and he counters the attack onto Nana Rose. Rest in piss. Yeah. I, I like don't have a lot to add about the um about the incantation thing. Yeah. But I. I thought it was so funny that they were like, we're reading this incantation out of the book or like something about the incantation in the book. How the incantation going to have his name in it? I know. I I did think the scene felt very Sabrina, though, with like the rhyming spells. Yes, that's true. I'm just like, does the book say to just make a little kooky rhyme <laughs> at the end? Or like, that's not the incantation that's in the book. I'd like it if it was For just sure. like their personal touch. Yeah, if it was just there and it would be like, okay. Yeah. So he is immortal. There is actually a thing that he says in the in the back half of the episode where I'm just like, okay, maybe the immortal theory is not wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, later he says this is not my first time in the stockade. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> I wrote down, Nana Rose is a terrible person, but she will outlive us all. Like, she survived that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, because, like, per- Percival's, like, r- he's writing in his little diary thing, but we can't see what he's writing in it right. this time. Although, the only thing that we've seen him write in there is, like, names right. so far. And then he says uno reverse and uh and stops it it's a good thing he knows these latin words off by heart definitely or else he'd be like trying to get through a book and seeing nana rose straight up on fire like that was horrible it was i can't imagine what that was like i'm like i'm gonna have nightmares about that yeah for cheryl though like that would have been awful yeah and like i know she's obviously in shock or whatever but i'm also just like girl do something yeah how did they save her did, did is cheryl able to just turn it off with her pyrokinesis or did they have to get water like what happened oh that would make sense if they just if she was just able to turn it off yeah yeah, that's what that's that's my guess. I'm uh, yeah, I'm so surprised Nana Rose was able to survive that. It's insane. I'm not surprised. She's survived everything, and she's gonna yeah. come back next week too. She survived being murdered. Immortal. I guarantee, because here's the thing is, I'm just like, there are a lot of people, like, you have ruined the economy of Riverdale by killing the firstborn yeah. of everybody. There's, that's like, probably a third, if not half the population is an only child or a firstborn. That's so... You know, so, like, you've you've tanked everything about Riverdale at this point. Literally. But we, we but also okay. found out, I forgot to mention this earlier, but, like, Pop mm. was still alive. Does Pop have siblings? Yeah. I'm like, Pop is there? Yeah. And, yeah, I'm just, like, weird. There's so many, they're, like, really changing canon by having certain people be alive. I know. At the rehearsal dinner that they've 
now move to El Royale Pops. Veronica mm-hmm. gives a toast and launches into the funniest song the show has ever done. Ladies Who Lunch from Company, a song about being single. Everyone is horrified. I want to take so many screenshots of like all of the, <laughs> the reactions, awkward faces that everyone was doing. Vanessa had amazing ones. <laughs> Lily was great. Yeah, Archie. it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. So we see like Cheryl's little like place card that said that's clear that she didn't come. And like, I know that she's oh. busy, obviously. But if she's the officiant, doesn't she have like a lot to rehearse? I would think so. Like no one even wondered why she was there or called to ask. Yeah, Cheryl isn't there. Um, Alice isn't there. Reggie isn't there. Mm-hmm. Why were they not invited? Yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, if it's a rehearsal dinner, don't you have to like stand up and rehearse what happens? Yeah. But okay. I, I yeah. thought this was hilarious though, especially since you could tell that she did not run this by Tony or Fangs. For sure. Yeah. And I'm just like, because here's the thing is that she sees Barchi kiss. Right. And then she's sad about it and starts singing the song. And I'm just like, okay, but you had the music ready. So you were planning <laughs> on singing this song before you were sad about <laughs> Betty and Archie. So what happened here? You know, like, was to- did Tony say hey it's okay if you sing a song no and didn't ask which one it would be or did veronica just say i'm singing now no i think she just said i'm singing now and she's like oh you know we moved the dinner and it it, it makes a pretty good excuse about how tony deserves better but i'm just like okay so you're saying canonically that pops is better than the babylonium got it (laughs) well it it, it is she's not wrong (laughs) i can't believe she was like this is a toast to tony and also a toast to single girls like you said (laughs) if i was tony i'd be like excuse me this is my wedding (laughs) she said this is about me what are you doing and like no one asked you to do this literally veronica please (laughs) why she's just like that so so it's a song from company yes which is by sondheim Mm -hmm. and it's called ladies who lunch and everyone is so uncomfortable it's hilarious their reactions especially archie's are just genuinely the funniest thing i've ever seen so good and so britta is here and at the at the wedding with seemingly her girlfriend her girlfriend yeah i think that's so cute and i also love that tony invited her me too and like they seem to have like choreography prepared for kevin's song later and i'm like okay that was so cute yeah i was just like um i wish that she had gotten a name she's not even credited i know um but i guess she didn't have any lines so that's true. I'm glad that Britta's, like, things are working out for her, though. Because her- She's thriving. Yeah, she's thriving. Good for yeah. her. <laughs> Love that. And also, I went on um, Britta's uh, Riverdale wiki page because I wanted to see if her girlfriend had a name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that her character is named for Britannia Beach, which is literally her character's name. But it's a beach that's near Vancouver. And I was really? like, well- let me let all of us eat our words because we were like this one's for britney oh britney's twitter account is called britannia it must be an homage it could be both it could be both who knows yeah how did you feel about veronica sitting on britta's lap Uh, i i don't think she meant to be weird about it but Mm -hmm. it was like a little weird like that's a high schooler yeah i didn't think that it was even taken weirdly either Mm. but i was also like please get off of her yeah. Please get off. But Sam had pointed out, she was just like, here's the thing. As someone who used to be a baby gay, mm-hmm. absolutely thrilled. She said, this is this is the height of luxury. Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she seemed pumped about it. So She did. I'll allow it, but I'm also like, we let's not sit on people without consent. You know what I mean? It yeah. worked out for you this time, but let's not sit on people. <laughs> um, and Veronica does the classic getting carried away singing a song thing. Yes. Where she starts going, going too far and she like breaks a glass and I'm like, okay, Okay, well, this is actually Tabitha's establishment, so if you could please go clean that up, that'd be great. Literally, pay for that. And Fangs is forced to do audience participation and hates it. I know, he looks so upset. And then she, like, forces everyone to stand up, and I'm like, it's not a standing ovation if you ask for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it didn't. Oh, it was. I was so um. I was so uncomfy. Oh, I feel bad. I thought it was so funny though. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed both of the songs better than most of the songs last. Oh, episode. same. I thought yeah. last episode was like the worst of the musicals. I. I agree. Which is so sad because usually like the musicals are something I look forward to every season. Mm -hmm. Like they're always like my favorite episodes, but last week was so disappointing. Yeah. Well, I was also like, there was so little song. Yeah. They didn't even open with a song. No. Which they usually do like a cute little group number and I'm like, boo. Yeah. Oh, well. Hmm. Do something. You better guys better do something big. (gasps) Big last season. I want them to do. I'm still, I still want them to do. Mm, Go on. Yeah. No, you go first. Oh, I still want them to do Beetlejuice, but Sam has (gasps) been adamant about Little Chuck little shop of horrors oh. for years and i think they should do either of those beetlejuice is like one of my favorite musicals so i would be thrilled mm-hmm. if they did that but i was gonna say wicked wicked even like just things that are like slightly creepy yeah in which maybe death occurs right that's what they, that's what they've kind of been doing yeah oh well <laughs> um, anyway they better do something big they should yeah so next betty invites veronica to come to the wedding as her and archie's dates and she declines but she's grateful <sighs> Veronica, Betty is clearly trying to start a thing. Literally. Okay, it was Betty's idea to have you guys kiss in Venomous. Honestly. She's clearly trying to start a thing. First of all, (laughs) Veronica real. Stop saying no. Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, this is the second time this season where I've been convinced that the Barchi Veronica thruple is going to happen. And I'm so here for it. It's such an obvious solution. Yeah. And like, she was like, oh, like we did in the pilot episode. And she's like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, um, yeah, it's a parallel. It's not a parallel unless you do it. Literally. It also makes me think of the scene in um, 111 where Fred and Hermione and Mary all go to homecoming together. I was about to say the same thing. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And Hermione went. Yeah. Veronica. Hermione did it. But oh, also um, Veronica says Wicked Little Town and I'm like, stop, please. Yeah, but that's like a, a Hedwig reference. I know it's a reference to the previous musical episodes. And I'm like, it would have been more meaningful if you had said it last episode where it was also a musical episode. Oh, true, true. Oh, well. And then they're just like, B&V forever. And I'm like, all right, you guys, sure. <laughs> okay, now kiss. Now kiss. I am convinced that that look that Veronica gives Betty in 103 in the hot tub. She's hello, falling in love. And they never brought it back. They kiss in the first episode and I know it was queer baiting but what the heck no I I actually I mean I know this wasn't (laughs) the intention last week but Mm -hmm. when she was like getting mad at Agent Drake I was Mm -hmm. a little bit convinced that it was because she had feelings for Betty and I was also like okay she can have feelings for whoever if Veronica can have feelings for Agent Agent Drake yeah and that's why she's being all weird about it right she's like Agent Drake likes Betty not me (laughs) exactly I'm single (laughs) (laughs) Um, next, Cheryl tells everyone what happened with Nana Rose, who survived, and Archie decides- Somehow. Yeah, Archie decides enough is enough and needs to call off the strike. They also decide to ask Kev for help now that he's maybe questioning working for Percival. Yeah, so she's like, Nana Rose lived, Heather is helping her, like, rubbing a bomb all over her body. I'm like, Heather is going above and beyond. (laughs) Heather's doing so much. So they're like, oh, how did he do it? How did it work? We think he did it like a counter spell. So he must be more powerful than we thought. Also the food, which is the corruption. So we need to save ourselves from more plagues. Uh, yeah, calling off the strike, like you said. And right. so they're like, here's here's our plan. We'll build it, but really slow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, genius. Right. Okay. So they're like, yeah, they bring out Kev. and Oh, she said that he's, uh, Veronica said that he's moving out of the Babylonium. For some reason, we thought it was the five seasons, but yeah, Babylonian makes me way more sense. Oh, wait, I must have missed that. He's moving out... 
Where's he going? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Interesting. He, I mean, he can't live with Tony and Fangs anymore, so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. His own place, maybe with Moose. I don't know. They just got together. Oh, true. Bring back Tom Keller. Where is he? I don't know. Is he still married? Like, nobody talks about the parents anymore. I don't think so. Because because hmm. he was. No, no, no. Wait. Oh, is he still married to Sierra? Yeah. I hope so. I know, because Sierra came back for that. Otherwise, I don't believe in love. I know. Sierra came back for that one episode in season five, mm-hmm. and they just yeah. didn't mention whether or not she was still married. Like, we didn't even... He, I don't think he was even in the episode, or if they were, or if he was, he they weren't in the same scene. No, he definitely wasn't. Boo. <sighs> They're literally married. I know. Stupid. I do want to meet Kevin's mom, though. Yeah. Me too. <gasps> Maybe. I mean, no, it literally doesn't matter. But, like, <laughs> have an episode where Kevin's mom comes in to explain how he has a sibling or something. <laughs> no, I would love that. I have thought about it. Me too. We need more rubber yeah. moms. Kevin, who's like, what did he say one time? He was like, I'm allergic to bee stings or, like, whatever he said. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Maybe his mom is allergic to bees, too. We don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Jug? Yes. Jughead gets sick after eating the burger and then he passes out. So here's my question. Yes. Is his like crazy thing where he sees uh, alternate universe him from his food food poisoning delirium or is it real? Because we didn't see anything about it in the trailer. Oh, well, he died. So that's probably why. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, he's dead. That's why. Yeah. Maybe it'll be the episode after. Who knows? Yeah. I was a little bit scared that alternate universe Jughead was going to take our Jughead's place, which I wouldn't be happy about. That's that's what I thought, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I actually really liked him because we thought narrator Jughead was really funny. That's true. (laughs) But but I I don't want to kill other Jughead forever. Yeah, like, not our Jughead. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Betty goes to Kevin for help, and he tells her about the book that he's been writing secrets in. But he asked him to steal it. Yeah. Kevin's like, I really thought Percival was good, and I feel really stupid. And I was like, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was stupid. And I'm still kind of mad. I but, am too. Hey, he really does help. He really does come in clutch. So I mean, I guess I can't be mad at him this episode. You know, I feel like that still doesn't redeem him. Not fully, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Things tells Archie that they don't want to call off the strike, and they go outside to happily play basketball together, only for Percival to curse them next with boils. Ugh, gross. I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad. It was so gross. Archie comes to tell Percival to stop hurting the crew and they'll go back to work, but he says no. But he tells Archie to work for him without the crew and he'll leave them alone. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. He's just like, you can help them, but you have to do enough of the things first before I'll stop them hurting. And I'm like, ah, man, so your work slowly, (laughs) your work slowly plan doesn't work now. Yeah. He's like, damn it. Also, it seems like he was doing like some puppet type magic, but what do... Like, the little toy soldiers represent. Like, why do they represent the crew? That's a good question. I guess just because soldiers... Maybe he sees them as soldiers, where he's just oh. kind of like... I bet he sees them as, like, mindless people like that. Not that soldiers are mindless, but they, they're sort of trained to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. And, like, Archie's kind of one of them, and Archie is a soldier. That's true. I wonder if he's just like, I can't find I can't find coal miner <laughs> figurines. <laughs> but, yeah, they go out to play basketball, um, and what a great look for Fangs in this, in this scene. I thought that, too. I'm... He looks great. I'm a gay woman, but Fangs looked amazing. We need to have the hair back more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't Fangs affected by the the boils, though? Was he not? No. Oh, you're right. Because at the wedding, he was fine. And, but so was Carlos. Carlos was also there. Oh, that's true. Hmm. I thought the scene was. Really I don't gross, know. Though. 
I honestly don't know. I have no answer hmm. for that. Um, uh. He literally drops them into a pot of boiling water, though, which I didn't yeah. think that's what actually caused boils but i could be wrong imagine how painful yeah. that would be though oh my gosh yeah i don't even i don't think i know what caused hold on i gotta let me google it i thought it was just like a a very large pimple like a skin condition yeah okay what causes boils most boils are caused by staph infection interesting so um yeah it's a it's a skin condition i think oh. like it, it's not it's not a boiling thing i guess it was just like a metaphor or like symbolism. Oh, that makes sense. But wouldn't they? Yeah, th- that's my guess. Wouldn't they have been like burned though? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I guess like you know they knew that p- the next plague was boils, and they were like, "How do we have Percival do a spell oh, for that?" Yeah. And that's kind of like what they came up with, I guess. That makes sense. I feel like it was kind of creative. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, when Archie comes to Percival's office, and I like how Percival's playing chess. <laughs> Yeah. Because he's like, you're playing checkers, Archie, and I'm playing chess. <laughs> you're playing checkers, Archie. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. <laughs> and Archie's like, we'll see. So he's like, I'll get them back to work. And he's like, no, they haven't learned their lesson now that I have the higher ground. And I'm like, God, I hate this man. Honestly. God, he's trash. He's and so Archie says, okay, I'll do the work that you're asking me to do. Fine. Like, what else is he supposed to do? So he's Archie's such a good guy. Yeah, completely agree. Jughead has a nightmare of Cheryl trying to kill him in her murder outfit from 601 of Rivervale. When he wakes up, another story is missing. Oh, that's what it was, was the, was the Rivervale one. For some reason, I was like, was that Abigail? But no, you're completely right, because she she killed Archie yes. with that knife, I guess, yeah. in 601. Ugh. Okay, yeah. That makes way more sense. But it's nice that he, like, sees her and is like, Cheryl, I feel yucky and bad. Oh. And she's like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, How did you feel about Rivervale? I think that it's a lot more fun now that it's sort of coming back. Mm -hmm. Like when it was just kind of like a one-off thing, I was like, okay, it's fun, but what's the point? Yeah. And I I actually liked all of the episodes, except I didn't really care for 601. Mm -hmm. Um, There was just too much. I think it was was too sexy is what I think think was my problem that one. I was like, that was too much. But I think I really liked, I liked 602 and I liked 603 even more than 602. And then I liked 604 the most. Oh, that was the Abigail one. Because that was the the Abigail one. Yeah, but I gave a shoot to the Abigail one and the and the hundredth episode. So. Oh, okay. What about you? You seem to know a lot about it when you message me. Um, I wasn't crazy about it. It felt mm-hmm. a little too afterlife with Archie for me, which, if people don't know, mm-hmm. is like the darkest Archie horror novel, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But like, if I wanted that, I would read Archie horror. Right. Um, I was really excited when they first announced it because I thought they were going to do like werewolf Jughead and like Vampironica, Mm -hmm. but then they just did like murdering Archie and like sending Reggie to hell and it it just wasn't for me. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm wondering if it's another parallel to Rivervale is the fact that all these people are dying because yeah, lots of people died in Rivervale and then they came back. Right. So Archie died. Jughead died. Yes. In yes, the- Jughead died. Tony died. <gasps> right. And Fangs, Fangs didn't die, but Fen Fogarty did. Right. You know, so they are, it feels like they're killing people who died in Rivervale specifically. Mm-hmm. If It might just be a coincidence, though. And Reggie. And Reggie, but we don't even see him this episode. Although he is in the blurb for the next episode. Is he? Yeah, he is. Interesting. So maybe not, but yeah. Hmm. Percival almost catches Kevin trying to steal the book, but Kevin distracts him by telling him that he's lonely and <laughs> they leave to see a new shipment of items. Yeah, Kevin's just like, okay, um, how can I have a good excuse and Percival's like more of this <laughs> I know but he's such a jerk about it he's like you and your self-esteem right it's like poor guy and I'm like oh but you were nice about it before I know yeah when Kevin comes in the curio shop and he looks in like 
just like a bunch of drawers in the front. I was like, Kevin, are you dumb? <laughs> this is his prized possession. He's just going to put it in a random ass drawer. Kevin is a little dumb. Where anybody could find it. Kev, come on. And so, Kev, you know, he shows up and Kevin's like, well, I'm sad about Tony and Fangs. <laughs> okay. I I knew. He's such a jerk about it, though. I knew that Moose was in the episode based on who was in the guest star. Right. So I thought for a second, because last time Kevin was like, I'm sad about my self-esteem. Percival kissed Kevin, <laughs> which we never brought back ever again i know and so i thought the person was gonna kiss him again because that it's like kevin kevin's like every time i bring this up he kisses me so i just keep bringing it up <laughs> and then maybe moose would be mad about it because i found moose to be kind of jealous about kevin's relationship oh. sort of thing with percival but that, makes sense. that didn't happen and it made way more sense for moose to just be in at the wedding <laughs> yeah. all right and that's that's your part yes that is part one perfect before we go into part two i'm going to talk about patreon real quick <gasps> patreon is a service in which you can donate some of your favorite creators we have a patreon it's patreon.com slash the aficionados and uh we have a couple of cool tiers that you can join uh to make you want to join it uh the one dollar level is early access to every podcast um that is particularly worth it in weekly episodes like this two dollars is our discord server five dollars is ten percent off at the place where britney sells stuff place where i sell stuff and the place where lost co-host casey sells stuff and then the ten dollar level is our patreon only podcast okay love you hi blanche you have been a patron yes i have what are your thoughts what what is the thing that makes it the most worth it for you um honestly the the ten dollar level is pretty great i love the podcast that you guys put out weekly but also the the five dollar one is pretty great too um the 10% off at your shops is so worth it I have four of your designs for the um the embroidery that you put out thank you yeah I think it's amazing yeah Blanche got a couple of custom Riverdale designs that I was really excited to do I did I did a Fred Scythe one and then I did a Gladys Alice one yeah and so if you guys want listen I have a a Fred design that looks just like Fred if anyone wants a Fred and I've got a Gladys design that also looks great and I'm really proud of them I've only embroidered them the one time they're awesome so if anyone wants them let me know there've got to be more Fred Gladys stands out there yeah so true <laughs> cool and now we're gonna go into part two which I covered yes so we have Betty looking at her books looking at her Bibles and stuff and then she finds the thing for the harlot of Babylon and we sort of get like a flashback to her hearing about the Babylon the Great thing on a Scarlet Beast or whatever was this Rivervale was this the devil episode of Rivervale yes I believe so um mm-hmm. I, I I just don't understand why is Betty the whore of Babylon like I'm not familiar I don't know with the story but according to gr- to Google She's known as the mother of prostitutes and abominations. How is that Betty? Isn't that Penelope? Yeah. Penelope proudly? That's what I would think. Yeah, weird. No, I, I don't know. If anyone else is who's listening to this knows more about this, would lo- I would love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not really sure why that why that is. Does the abomination thing like have something to do with the serial killer gene? Because that is a little bit exhausting but that was the only thing that Maybe? could make sense yeah i don't know it's it's clear that all the rivervale stuff is really starting to seep into actual riverdale though yeah because she says to percival later like it was a flashback or a memory or something she doesn't even know what it was so that told me or definitely told me that that was riverdale definitely so we see archie carrying a giant piece of wood which in reality is definitely just styrofoam <laughs> and he's working on the railway then we see veronica trying to get a date and she calls a million people for a date and I guess it just doesn't work and no one shows up for some reason. Wait, is this the eclipse scene? Yes. 
Okay, I have thoughts about that. Okay, so Tony and Fangs are working on their vows, and then that's when the sky darkens, and it's another plague, which is, like, weird eclipses, I guess. Right. Um, I just wanted to say, Archie turns around and looks directly into the sun during this scene. Oh my gosh, I literally thought the same thing. I was like, Archie, <laughs> I know you're a himbo, but dude, I guess he can, because he's invincible or whatever. He's oh, just like, I can look at the sun, <laughs> whatever. It's really testing his limits there, but okay. No kidding, no kidding. And he does it again when the eclipse disappears. Yeah, he's just like, I, I'll look straight into the sun. I'm like, how did you film that? <laughs> KJ's just like, I'm here with absolutely searing irises right now, or like, whatever, corneas. My corneas are broken. Okay, Archie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Archie is doing what Percival wants now, but the stuff isn't stopping, so Percival must be wanting something else. Yeah, also, um, are they framing Archie as, like, a Jesus figure again? With, like, the imagery of him carrying the piece of wood? It kind of feels like it. A lot of people were pointing that out, that it kind of looks like he's on some sort of cross. Right? And I'm like, that. it makes sense that they would do crap like that. I mean, with, like, the whole... With Archie, you know? Biblical episode, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I guess it kind of would make sense with Archie's post-time jump story, because, like, he's supposed mm-hmm. to be one of the saviors of Riverdale or whatever. Right. No, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin explains that Percival's getting ready for war. He says that shipment that he was showing him was of weaponry. He says crossbows from the Crusades, sabers from the Civil War, torture racks from the Spanish Inquisition, swords and shields from ancient Saxony, and a stockade for the harlot of Babylon. And Betty's like, oh, hold on. Um, can you speak on that a little bit more? And Kevin says that he wants to put the harlot on display when the walls come down. Ew. Okay. All right. Where did he get all that stuff, by the way? Like, they never explain. No, he- they never explain. I mean, in freaking uh, Tabitha's episode, he straight up had the Holy Grail in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, ordered so, it on Glamazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But I'm not sure because, you know, later when we talk about the stockade, Heather says, or I think Cheryl reads or something. Right. That it like takes away your power and it makes you powerless. And I'm like, listen, Betty's power is not that cool. Yeah. Betty could do that before uh, she got superpowers. So exactly. So I'm not really sure why Betty needs to be in there. We don't really know why she's the harlot. Unclear. I, I don't understand. But also yeah. when she... Oh, wait, we're not on the scene where she yells at Percival yet, right? I think we're about to to get there. Okay. So, yeah, Betty goes to the curio shop and she talks about the stockade. And she's like, you want to put me in there? And he's like, huh? (laughs) Because he doesn't know she's the harlot or whatever. And she tells him about the weird flash she saw and how she was supposed to, like, join TBK in a coming war. And she's like, I don't know what that means. But anyway, it's me, the Babylon bitch, the person that you're looking for. It's me, apparently. So if you want, I'll go in the stockade if it stops the plagues. And he starts laughing and is like okay kevin must have betrayed me and i'm like betty you dumbass you've ruined your double agent (laughs) you're so dumb and but apparently he wants somebody else too which is baby anthony right but okay so what i don't understand is why did she tell him about the rivervale vision she had why wouldn't she talk Mm -hmm. to literally anyone else i know why are you being so honest with this evil man yeah you know he's evil yeah that was weird betty yeah that was that was some idiot ball decisions in that scene there from Betty. Honestly. Um, and of course, Percival is very threatened by this baby. It's a baby! So needs to, that's why it's so funny. <laughs> I Like, two episodes ago, I think, Brittany said, and so Percival's very threatened by this baby. She said it in such a, in such a nonchalant way that I laugh about it every single time when I think about it. So this man is very threatened by this baby, and <laughs> I can't. Oh, it was so funny. Which he is. Like, he's just like... Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, Betty goes to everyone else and is like, he wants your baby. And Tony's like, no. 
no <laughs> and um Tabitha's like okay he wants to do some weird ritual with the baby and they're like yeah probably and Tony's like mm, if he tries to take my baby I will kill him that's and I'm fair. like that's what Cheryl wanted yeah we should just do it I like how Archie doesn't so, protest this mm-hmm. time he's just like mm, yeah that's fair <laughs> he's like listen now that I've been working a lot I'm tired yeah Give I don't want break. to so they're like listen there are more plagues so we really need to figure out something because we don't want to have these more plagues um so we need to give him the baby by sundown they say what are these more plagues she says earthquakes fire from the sky which reminded me of fire in the sky which is oh true season i think it was last episode and i or last season and i really loved that episode that was a great episode uh yes uh pestilence hail and then death of the firstborn um and also me in the stockade and Heather's like, aha, the stockade. And she somehow knows the exact page that that's on. <laughs> Stop. She hasn't memorized. I would love if Cheryl like went to that exact page and she was like, Heather, it was the page after. <laughs> Get Figure it out. So it's the stockade of Lagarius. It's inescapable and it basically makes you powerless. So Veronica says they should do a raid like Hiram, but they need to catch him by surprise. And when I was watching this last night, I was like... <laughs> You guys, Cheryl can turn invisible. (gasps) Why aren't we utilizing that? Are you guys dumb? You called it. (laughs) I know. And then they did it and I was like, oh, well, I'm glad you didn't forget. (laughs) They actually listened for once. Yeah, they said bet. They said, let's do it. And I was like, I was just really proud of of myself and also the writers. Yeah. I said, you remembered. Um, I'm still so curious as to where Heather came from. Was she part of the Greendale coven? Like, how does she know Sabrina? Yeah, I assume so because how many covens are in greendale because she said she was part of one that's true i think it's just the one i watched all of sabrina but she was never mentioned or anything i mean i I guess that's because they just decided to add her this season yeah but i'm just i i assume so i think that's the only thing that makes sense yeah hopefully they'll explain it next episode yeah and um i still think that they really need she needs new glasses is what she needs yeah the glasses, they don't fit her face properly and they make her look so closed off. I liked that her hair was more out of her face, especially at the wedding. I thought she looked really pretty, but I was like, the glasses make your eyes look so small. We need new glasses for Heather. We really do. Definitely. I think the glasses make her look like Miss Grundy, which makes me uncomfy. Mm. We said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Jughead's still down in the bunker and he asks the tunnel <laughs> why his work is being stolen and who they are and he's like what no answer and i'm like it's an empty tunnel but you need to get out <laughs> you you need to talk to somebody else and so then a little bottle with a note inside hits his shoe and he gets a flash of himself from Rivervale <gasps> yes! when he was like doing the ships and the bottles that was like one of cool. the um only things i really liked about Rivervale was like the ships mm-hmm. and the bottles i thought that was really cute yeah it was uh, i i think that that should be it, listen i don't read a lot of fan fiction mm-hmm. I've mostly been reading actual books these days, um, but I think that people need to bring that in more. I think that would be a cute little, like, yeah. throwaway line that Jughead's like, has that hobby. Oh, that would be nice. And so there's a n- note inside of the bottle that says, keep writing. If I was Jughead, would be like, just to steal my stuff. That was from Rivervale Jughead, right? That was my understanding. Right. So I think so. So did, did Rivervale Jughead leave the burger out, or was that Cheryl, or... Was the Cheryl thing just a nightmare? I think that the Cheryl thing was just a nightmare. Okay. And I think that, no, you're completely right, that if River Vale Jugget or whoever it was who sent the bottle also sent the burger. That would make because sense. Because it... It, it, it was originated from basically the same spot because the burger was sitting in the mouth of the tunnel. That's true. So if he can create one item, I assume that he can create another item. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. That makes way more sense. So 
Percival's looking at his like grasshoppers or whatever. And Betty comes in with a fake baby. <laughs> and when she walks in and he thinks that it's the real baby, does he assume that Betty went and stole <laughs> the baby from Tony? Because he knows that there's no way Tony would be like, all right, for the good of the town, here's my baby. I don't know. I guess that's just like another inconsistency. I There's yeah. no way that he believed that she just gave it up, though. My guess is that Percival doesn't even care. That would make sense, yeah. I bet he's just like, as long as I have the baby, I don't care how she got it. Right. Like, he didn't even question it. Exactly. And so he goes and he grabs the baby and he finds that it's a fake-ass baby. <laughs> and he goes, hey, Betty, um, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> do you think I'm dumb? I mean, like... Well, he's like, what What was your plan after this, bud? They've only... And she's like, I'll show you. <laughs> They've only had baby Anthony played by a real baby in one episode. So I'm I'm sure yeah. that's like the doll they use for every scene. So. For every scene. And he, now he is a cameo. Yeah. Happy for him. Good for him. And so everyone in this scene other than Betty and Percival uh, were invisible. Yes. Or everyone was invisible. So Cheryl and Heather, I guess, were able to turn everybody invisible. Good for them. Because they're the only ones that we see let their breath go. Oh, really? To turn it back invisible, I think. Well, the rest of them were behind Percival, right? Yeah, so who knows? Yeah. But, I I mean, that is a very big new form of power. And, you know, in the trailer when Betty's like, well, we're not witches. And I'm like, well, you did perform magic last episode. Yeah. But okay. And so they knock Percival out by, I mean, Kevin grabs onto him. And then they knock Percival out by Cheryl, like, blowing this powder in his face. And I was like... Kevin is right there. His face is literally right next to him. I guess Kevin like hold held his breath so he doesn't smell whatever powder she has and knocks him out. I guess. Um, I really I loved guess. that shot though. Um, I know they mm-hmm. have a lot of scenes like that on TV shows, but it, it immediately reminded me of Cordelia and American Horror Story Apocalypse. Mm. And I know you're not a horror fan, but I know someone out there will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, um, was that a real grasshopper in the scene? Oh gotta be right well chris o'shea is the bravest man i know if it is (laughs) i think that not all of them can be real that's true it's probably mostly cgi but like that one looked pretty yeah maybe the ones that he like actively interacts with are yeah gross However, I find that, like, the bigger, as long as they're, like, trained or, like, in a cage or something, Mm -hmm. the bigger the insect is, the less I'm afraid of them. Oh, that's interesting. Unless they're in my house, you know, then I'm like, oh my god, what are you, get out? But if it's, like, in a museum or something. That's fair. In that sort of setting. Or, like, if it was an animal trainer. I don't. Like, as long as I can see it and I don't know if it's going up my shirt, then I'm okay. That's fair. I'm, I'm fine as long as I don't have to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I just wish the animal budget was spent on more dogs. Like, where's Bingo? I don't want to see bugs. I want to see cute doggies. (laughs) Was Bingo the firstborn? (gasps) Where's Bingo? Oh, no. It's okay. He's probably, you know, in a litter of like five. That's true. He has has good odds. That's true. So Archie is still working on the railroad and the sun comes back because Percival's been taken uh, and he's in the stockade. He's in the vault in the Babylonium and she says it's the most secure room in the building and Veronica heads to the wedding. (laughs) She goes, ta-ta for now. I'm like, Tigger, is that you? (laughs) So Tony and Fangs talk to Kevin and they say that he's invited to the wedding and Moose can come too. Who was going to perform before Kevin was invited? Veronica. He was invited like three seconds before. Yeah, I guess so. Veronica's like, that's fine. I I still feel like they were a little bit quick to forgive him. And same for Kevin. Like both of them beat him up. Yeah, it's true. That's true. He's like, we had, we've had our problems recently. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for the wedding? Yes. Okay, so first of all, they have the little like intertwining snakes on the cake. I wrote that down too. That was the so cutest cute. thing I've ever seen. Me and who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> 
And so Cheryl officiates, and I think she says that, like, none of their families are here, like, just baby Anthony. Oh. Or something like that. Or she said, like, baby Anthony is here as their family or something. I mean, we didn't see Tony's grandma, who was there at one point. Right. We haven't yeah. ever met Fangs' family, even though there was, like, a plot about his mom being sick in season three. Yeah, yeah like, he's talked about them, but he's never, yeah. never seen them. And no Sweet yeah. Pete either, you said. Mm-hmm. I'm still sad. <laughs> so Fangs does his vows and he like grabs his little piece of paper. And then he says, if I would have, did you see, have you seen that TikTok trend where that girl is like, Jason, if you had told me three years ago that we would be here today, <laughs> I would have never believed you. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And so she does all of these TikToks where she's just like, I can't believe that this is, how-. it's like just making fun of like the classic wedding thing. So when he said, if you would have told me when I, I was like, oh, what is this? What? <laughs> I, I was losing my mind. But he's like, if you had told me when we were doing serpent initiation that we would be married, I would have laughed. And I was like, you think? You're both very cute. Aww. And I'm sure Tony was still cute when you, th- I bet you thought she was. Yeah. Anyway. But then he puts away his paper and I was like, my guy, you needed a, you needed that note for one sentence. <laughs> okay. And so he puts it away the note and he says, I love you. and I love our family. And it's lovely. There's a moment where Tony's face flickers and I was like, Oh my god. I was on the edge of my freaking seat. I was like, what if she says no? <gasps> that would be so awful. I know. I was so worried about it. And then when she started doing hers, I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. So she gets out her paper and does her vows. And she basically is saying that it's their next step in their crazy journey together. And that he's an amazing father. And he makes her and baby Anthony very proud. And she's excited about the memories that they will make together. And then she says, till death do us part. Oh. Don't say that. Oh. Don't you listen? You can say that if it's a real wedding. Don't say that when you're on a TV show right. where people die. Don't say that. Oh. I was like, okay, someone's not making it out, and I knew that was true. It's awful. They both look so nice, though. I know, and it's and they both do such a good job, Drew and Vanessa. Yeah. Um, like it's very, very genuine. It is. I love like her dress. I love her hair and her snake earrings. Mm-hmm. She just looks yeah. so nice. It was great. I also love that the mm-hmm. wedding was like serpent themed. Like Cheryl and mm-hmm. a few other people there are wearing serpent jackets, which is so on brand. And I, I love it. Yeah, I loved that. You know what that reminds me of? What? When Archie went to J- Jason's funeral in his football jacket. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody knows how to dress for an occasion in this town <laughs> i like the serpent jackets though that's on brand me too me too i would do it yeah and so um intercut with this sort of stuff is like percival doing stuff and i actually have that down later so i'm just gonna keep going with the wedding here okay but uh cheryl said that their husband and uh, their husband and wife they kiss i love that weatherby is here i think that's so cute <laughs> because i guess he's um he's tony's boss and everything right so yeah they're like co-workers yeah i love i love all the people who are here but i do truly miss sweet pea i think sweet pea is a void that isn't here i wish sweet pea was there i wish alice was there because she was friends with tony mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah. of season four like if she could forgive kevin then why not invite alice exactly and it's gonna kill me when you know if you're you're on the freaking dark side and then like three months from now you're like i can't believe i missed that extremely important life moment yeah because i was a dumbass right yeah i i shall be so disappointed so kevin performs it is it's your wedding day from the wedding singer it was awesome and moose is doing piano and i was like oh some random guy is playing the guitar i think it's carlos (laughs) Carlos I think yeah because because he's there that's true so I, I I think it was him and as we're seeing like Britta and her girlfriend having choreography for some reason and everyone else like dancing and everything <laughs> you can hear this female voice doing harmonies 
No one else has a microphone. <laughs> Who is doing these harmonies? It's Veronica. I guess. And she's just like, I'm throwing my voice like Reggie a couple episodes ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So meanwhile, um, Percival's doing stuff. He's singing Rise of the Valkyries to himself. And then the grasshoppers show up and basically eat the stockade Ugh. to get him out. And I'm like, this is a historical monument. <laughs> But okay. And also like, isn't it supposed to be inescapable? That's what I thought. He's like, yeah, if it still exists. I guess like grasshoppers. Like, shouldn't it be special wood that they couldn't eat? I don't know. Hmm. Have you seen Jurassic Park Dominion? Mm -mm. There's like this whole plot about these giant grasshoppers. And that's what this episode reminded me of. They did it on purpose. (gasps) Definitely. Guarantee. (laughs) <laughs> but then he does that scene where he says it's not his first time in a stockade, like I was saying. Oh. Mm, that is immortal Percy. Definitely. I'm an immortal Percy truther. Um, and he says there's much to do before the end and he magics his way out of the vault somehow, I guess, and goes to Thornhill. <sighs> oh boy. So then he goes and strangles slash smothers Nana Rose, who's right. in a bunch of bandages. Um, he takes out her oxygen thing and he says that she's the oldest firstborn in Riverdale. So he's basically using her for his spell. What? Red smoke comes out of her mouth after she died. And I just assume they're going to reverse all this and save everyone in the next episode. I'm guessing. When yeah. I when he said that she was the oldest firstborn, for a second I yeah. thought he was just going to kill her and that that would be it. Like, yeah. I really thought that meant he was done, which I would have been fine mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Nana Rose is the worst. Exactly. Like, oh, I thought the firstborn was baby Anthony, but... Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the wedding and we have all the people who are dancing. So we have Tony and Fangs and then Kevin and Moose, Cheryl and Heather, Britta and her girlfriend. There is not one straight person here at this wedding. <laughs> I love that for them. It's all queer people dancing. I love that. And then we see Betty and Archie. And according to my headcanon, like I said, there is not one straight person here. I agree. Yeah. Betty and Archie are both fruity. Thanks. They are. So Veronica watches Barchi. Sadly. And like I said, I'm waiting for Reggie to show up. Oh. Dance with her. Hello. Um, and Tabitha comes up and asks her if she needs company. <gasps> Hello. They should have gone together. They should have danced. Yeah. Would have been so cute. And so Veronica says, Hey, Tabitha, you've seen the future. Is Varchi endgame or is Barchi endgame? Hmm. <sighs> Veronica. I I'm just sad because I know that she will have seen she will see this herself as a spiral backwards. Yeah. And I'm so confused because literally last episode she like wanted Betty to be with Archie so bad that she was like forget about this other relationship and don't mess it up with Archie and all these things. And I'm just like, so what do you want? I think she wants to date both of them. She's in love with both of them. I think so too. Actually, you know what? Both both is good and that's the solution. Yeah. She just needs to think about it. Tabitha, you got good advice. Tell her. Turn it up. Yeah. Tabitha knows who's in game. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to tell her, but then there's an emergency, obviously. Oh. But imagine if Tabitha was like, okay, I'll tell you, um, actually, everyone dies. And it's going to start right now. <laughs> that would be so scary. Okay, so neither of them are endgame because Archie's about to die. Oh, Well, maybe her, maybe Veronica real. Maybe. So Archie is fully dying. Um, And as far as I can tell, these look like heart attacks. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, Tony sort of clutches her stomach, which is weird. We can't really see Archie, like what Archie is clutching for, mm-hmm. but both Fangs and Jughead are kind of reaching for their hearts. Yeah. This, so that makes me think that it seems like a heart attack thing. The scene was just so upsetting. I was really upset watching it. Like, I know Sabrina's. It was super upsetting. Sabrina's gonna resurrect anyone, but it was, like, pretty horrific. Everyone was having... It was really upsetting to watch. Yeah. Everyone's, like, having such a great time and dancing with their dates, and then half of them just literally die in their arms. Including both of the, like, the both of the wedding couple? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was awful. So my, my guess is less that it was a heart attack and more 
more because that's not how Nana Rose died, right? Oh, that's true. Who was like the main person. So my thought is that their hearts just straight up stopped. Oh, that would make sense. Like just in a in an instant is what is what my guess is. Oh. And then but I mean that's my guess. But so Archie's fully dying. And I just wanted to say how good Lily is. She's great. In this, like, her, like, screaming and stuff was very believable and made it extra, extra scary. Right. And Tony and Fangs both drop. I kind of expected only one of them to die because then there would be, like, an angst thing going on there. Yeah. Till death do us part. But I guess death didn't even part them. Oh. Wow. (laughs) Cute. Okay, so all these people have siblings. Tabitha? I guess. More importantly, Kevin? (sighs) Maybe he has a secret sibling. Maybe. They've done that plot a million times. So. That's true. <laughs> Every soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. So Jughead wakes up back in the bunker, finds the person who's stealing his stuff, and it's himself. Oh, boy. This was insane. It really was. My, honestly, not a lot surprises me on this show. My jaw dropped. I, I was surprised, for sure. Oh. I, I did think this scene was funny, but imagine mm-hmm. you're Jughead right now. Like, imagine how scared you would be if you just saw your doppelganger and then just started having chest pains. Yeah. And the doppelganger is like, did I kill this man? Yeah. By just showing up. So I think we talked about this a little bit already, but it, this is Rivervale Jughead, right? I believe so. Or like author Jughead. The one that got yeah. stuck in the bunker at the end of Rivervale. Yeah, I think so. Why isn't Rivervale Jughead dying? Um, Maybe because it's he's from a different universe. Yeah, because it's a Riverdale thing yeah. and not a Rivervale thing, I guess. And like you said earlier, I was kind of worried that he was like just going to stand up and go and take his place. I would hate that. Yeah, but we see Jughead's corpse in the, in the trailer. Again, classic Jughead corpse. We saw that in season four. We did. But like what you said about Charles. Charles is his older brother. Yeah. Maybe. I'm like, babe, you should not be dying right now yeah makes no sense maybe um trying to figure out how to word this maybe river vale jughead didn't die because of charles maybe and for a second i was like oh maybe it's because they're half siblings but then that would negate hermosa's thing again oh yeah so yeah it's just it's just messy that's all it really is and i think that's all you know we can't really we can't make it make sense. Yeah. But yeah, we think it must be about the mother, but then Veronica would also be dead. So the story has holes. That's just how it be. I do. Betty says that Polly and Charles were both born before her. So I'm like, so is Charles dead? We're, we're going to save Charles, right? <sighs> Poor Charles. I can't believe they just brought him back only to kill him off. And, and like, what about the parents? Like, who's gonna, you know, I need more information about more of the people in this, <laughs> in this show. I know. Okay. So I think it's only affecting the town. So for all the me's out there who, like, there's gotta be some. I know Gladys is an oldest sibling, but I think since she and FP are in Toledo, they'll be fine. Yeah. And then I think I talked about Alice already. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not she's younger or older than her sister, but... My hope is that they're going to save, like, everybody who died from this mm-hmm. and not just the people who they know. I hope so. Um, And the people whose bodies they have. Yeah. Because... Because otherwise, like, you're telling me that every person who's still alive in Riverdale has an older sibling. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a huge blanket statement to make. A blanket juice statement. (laughs) Yeah, so my my thought is hopefully they're just going to be like, everybody who died from this is now alive. And then your theory about how TBK is going to come back. Yeah. Genius. Because instead of the, because they're not going to think to say everybody who just died from this thing they're gonna be like everyone who died in the past three days or something like that maybe it'll be like everyone who ever died in the town so like that'll be the big ever well not like ever but like that'll be the big finale next season like they'll bring up oh sure like, Hal and who else is dead that was a villain Hiram or is he <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 
and Brett. Yeah. I want to bring back bring I want to bring back Brett. We should. I think he was funny. <laughs> and then even Where's Donna? Even if Chick is dead, that's how he can yeah. come back. Exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. So yeah, Hermosa and Veronica, Jason and Cheryl, and then I'm like Kevin and Tabitha, what? And so they're like, "What about baby Anthony?" And I saw a couple of people online being like, "Oh my gosh, Tony cheated on Fangs and had a baby before baby Anthony." How? So I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Where would she have the time? Yeah, and like, she's been in Riverdale the whole time. Yeah. Like, that, it, it doesn't make sense. It's just that Anth- baby Anthony is special, which is what Kevin says. Right. I assumed, at, at first I assumed that Percival, like, wanted baby Anthony sur- to survive so that they could have, like, an official showdown with this baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but, the, the Harry Potter yeah. Voldemort thing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, he wants an official showdown with this baby, so he didn't want the baby to die. But Kevin seems to think that it's just that baby Anthony should have died, but oh. didn't because he's special. I Okay. He's the chosen one, baby. I guess he's like technically the future of Riverdale or whatever, but I don't yeah. understand why he's so important now. Like they're obviously going to defeat Percival before he grows up. Yeah. And I also like, I love Tony and Fangs as much as the next person, but like what makes them so special to have created the chosen one? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's a good, maybe it's like the Serpent King thing. Maybe the serpents are like... Right, yeah. Like, I'd believe it if it was Archie. You know what I mean? Because Archie is like their god and he has superpowers and stuff like that. Then I'd believe it. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. How is Archie... How does Archie die when he's invulnerable? Oh my god. (laughs) Wait! (sighs) How does Archie die when he's invulnerable? He's freaking forged in fire. He's forged. He's forged. He's forged. Come on. Your story has holes. It really does. I knew that coming in. It's all right. (laughs) (sighs) But... I, I sort of thought when I was rewatching today, like Kevin holding the baby and being like, oh, he must be special. And I'm like, congratulations, Kevin. Yeah. You got what you want. Oh. That's what you wanted, right? It you is. have this baby. Oh. Congrats. <laughs> I'm still mad at Kevin. Me too. So then Tabitha's like, oh, Jughead. And he runs. And I'm like, Jughead has an older brother. And Betty just mentioned him. I know. Chill. It's fine. I mean, obviously he did die. So, but if I was happy, I'd be like, oh, actually it's good. Yeah. We're good. So Heather says that she knows someone who can help. And she says it's a necromancer. Um, And I immediately was like, Dr. Colonel Jr. is a (laughs) warlock. Dr. Colonel Jr. is a wizard. And then she's like, her name's Sabrina. And I was like, I knew what the name of the next episode was. (laughs) I knew what it was, but I, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm dumb. It should have been Dr. Curdle Jr. But wouldn't that have been insane? That would be so funny. That would have been crazy. I, that's the end of the episode. Go on. Um, I don't like that she calls her a necromancer. Like, I know it's going to work. Mm. But again, the vibes are getting a little too afterlife with Archie. Like, the plot right. of that is that there's like a zombie apocalypse after Sabrina brings Hot Dog back from the dead. And the first oh, chapter okay. is very upsetting. I would recommend had the hunger over that one mm, all right but yeah 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 sabrina i mean because she has brought people back to life i only watched season one but she did i believe did she i think so because remember that was like harvey's minor brother or something oh right but didn't that like not work out like no it went bad yeah yeah so that's why i'm a little concerned yeah and then oh no can i give a sabrina spoiler or sure uh sabrina spoilers it's been over for a while deal with it go on right so at the end of sabrina sabrina actually dies mm-hmm. i i don't know how they're gonna explain that because they didn't in Rivervale. Yeah, and that was fine because it was an alternate universe. Right. But maybe that's how she's like perfected bringing people back from the dead is because she came back herself. Okay. I'm like, how are you a necromancer for yourself? You're dead. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see if they even explain it at all. Probably not, but... Yeah. 
I'm excited that they're bringing her back for, like, an actual crossover, though, because the Rivervale episode just made me really frustrated. Yeah. I know. It was, like, the only thing that I, like, really kind of didn't care for that episode. Yeah. She wasn't in it for long enough, and they hyped it up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready to go to segments? Yes. Okay. So, my first segment is which character needs a hug the most? Aww. I didn't think about it now. I think I'm... I think I'm... Should I give it to Jughead? Yeah. Or I might give it to... Maybe Cheryl. I might give it to Veronica, but begrudgingly. Yeah, or Cheryl. Everyone... A lot of people need a hug. <laughs> Brittany's segment is which MILF was the most badass. I assume she would just say Tony. She's, like, the only MILF. And Alice. it's true. What about Alice? Yeah. Alice... I mean, she sure did tell us the news. She did, and she did it really well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There was a lot of dramatic music over top. Perhaps. Yeah. She can have an honorable mention. <laughs> what is Sam shipping the most? She told me ahead of time that uh, she is shipping Tony and Fangs. Aww. Which is a good choice. Definitely. My other segment is, is Chick dead or what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> If he's an only child, he is now. No. And is Hiram dead? Probably not. I don't know. Blanche, do you have a, an idea for a segment that you want to do? Oh, boy. You don't have to. <laughs> Just if you thought of one. I did not. I really like you guys' segments, though. Like, which character needs a hug the most and yeah. which one was the best? I'm like, which one can we make that's about Gladys or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was she mentioned? No. No, no. Now it's time for our best line award. My best line award is going to go to uh, Tabitha and Cheryl for... Does he want Anthony for some crazy occult ritual? Mm, probably. <laughs> and my favorite line award goes to Tabitha for... Jughead, this is really cool. But also really creepy. Yeah, that's a good point, Tabitha. You you win for that Story one. Story of my life. Listen, I'm not giving my honorable mention to this, but I did want to say that I laughed really hard out loud when I was watching when Jughead discovered that the person who was stealing his stuff was himself and he just went, what? <laughs> and I was like, me too. Literally the Spider-Man meme. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the Spider-Man meme. He's like, we're dressed the same. Or actually, I guess he was in his PJs, so maybe not. But So as for the trailer, um, the blurb for next episode, Sabrina Spellman comes to town. Oh, yes! Again. When several of their own fall prey to Percival's latest plan, yeah, no kidding, fall, Cheryl calls upon fellow witch <laughs> Sabrina Spellman for help. Elsewhere, Percival gives Reggie an ultimatum. <gasps> I thought... I wonder what that is. Wait, Reggie was never working for Percival, right? Was he? No, he was. Remember, he's got like a ventriloquism doll and stuff. <gasps> oh, right. So yeah. is he still working for him? As far as we know, I think. Oh. We haven't seen him not work for him. Hopefully so. that'll change next episode. Yeah. But here's what I got for the trailer. It's like almost exclusive. I think it is actually exclusively like the trying to bring people back to life thing with Sabrina. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing about the Reggie stuff. So, but here, here's what was in the trailer. So first of all, we have another one week hiatus, which is fine because I'm so busy next week again. So they're really giving me the hiatuses in the exact right times that I need them. Oh, that's good. After this, we can stop though, because otherwise we're going straight into like August, September, and I just need this to be over <laughs> for now. Is it really only a week hiatus? Yeah, it's only um. so next week is the third and there's no thing and then next one after that is the 10th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did not realize it was so late in June, but okay. It is, yeah. <laughs> so Cheryl opens the door of Thornhill. Sabrina is there with her little broom it's so cute and sabrina says where are the bodies <laughs> sabrina is at the morgue with betty and dr curdle jr so dr curdle jr is fine you guys don't worry he's okay and she says they're both super cute i can't tell who it is it I, at first i thought it was fangs and archie but i think it might have been jughead and archie mm, but it was a weird funny. angle so i couldn't really see okay sabrina yeah 
All right, Sabrina. <laughs> and so Tabitha brings Jughead's body to Thornhill. Sabrina said that they'll need a coven to perform the resurrection. And I'm like, Queen, you didn't bring your coven? Yeah, bring back Zelda and Hilda. Come on, you know. We see Cheryl walking. Betty tells her, tells Sabrina that they're not witches. And Sabrina says, not yet. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, Tabitha, and Betty have candles. Like I said earlier, I hope that they're saving everyone and not just the people whose bodies are here. Oh, definitely. I'll um, be so mad if they don't. Yeah. Someone's signing something with a fancy pen. It looks like they have black nail polish, so I think it's probably Veronica. Oh, that would make sense. We see Veronica, Cheryl, and Tabitha like lying on the ground, and Cheryl says, is this gonna hurt? I, which is probably would be my number one question as well. Yeah, I really liked that clip. Again, very American Horror Story, Kevin. Mm-hmm. and then they're all dancing around and then we see this weird cloaked person going into like a wooded hole <gasps> scary not sure what that's about and then sabrina says to betty do you have your own broom or do you want to ride with me that was so cute all right hey let's do it sure betty what's betty sabrina's ship name Ooh. well every sabrina or every ship name with betty is just b tacked on babrina 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 real babrina we stand. betty also had this cute little collared shirt on that's giving me like wednesday adams vibes i kind of liked her uh, the sweater that she was wearing this episode i really like this sort of like asymmetrical thing where like you have different colors on each side yeah but like the zebra print were not was not it for me <laughs> yeah i was like i almost like this sweater <laughs> all right so this cute betty's wardrobe is the best it's true it's true she's got some fancy stuff going on i mean other than cheryl's i think cheryl kind of has the <laughs> cake it, yeah really so thank you so much for listening to this episode our music is terminal by good news tunes if you are so inclined write us a review wherever you're listening that would be great we also cover the hundred lost and stranger things um on the aficionados here and we have lots and lots of episodes uh for all those if you want to check them out stranger things comes back um you can follow it comes back so soon i know i'm so excited by the time i think that the day that this one comes out is the day that volume two comes out so (gasps) prepare oh boy um you can follow at the aficionados on twitter facebook instagram and tumblr uh that's where i post our gifts of our favorite line awards our patreon like i said earlier is patreon.com slash the aficionados uh if you like what we do here please consider donating it is expensive it's free for you to listen to but it's not free to make i put a lot of effort into it so i'd really appreciate your help you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and i wanted to say a huge thank you to blanche for joining us today thank you so much for asking me i had so much fun i'm glad that we were i was able to offer you this opportunity me too it was amazing and this is my first aficionados episode so Mm -hmm. yeah spoilers you guys but she'll be on another one not on the riverdale feed well maybe but um, we have another one planned on a different feed. I am so excited. And can you remind everybody where they can follow you if they want to? Yes, you can follow me at Blanket Juice on Instagram or at Serpent Lady on Tumblr or Letterboxd. I haven't been active on socials for a while, though. So, yeah. So follow at your own risk right yeah so the next episode is episode 619 it's called the witches of riverdale so when i searched the witches of several things came up <gasps> eastwick which is of east end yeah eastwick of new york and of east end which uh Maidchen was in i loved that show it's a, a tv show that Maidchen was in yeah but uh witches of eastwick i think is the most popular one so it is a 1987 american dark fantasy comedy film directed by george miller and starring jack nicholson alongside Cher, michelle pfeiffer and susan Sarandon as the titular witches. The film is based on a 1984 novel um, telling the story of three women who are unaware of the power of the words they speak. As they tell each other their deepest desires, a man arrives just in time and fulfills them, but he has a dark side of his own. Spooky! That honestly sounds like it slaps. 
It does. I enjoy Witches of East End a little bit more, though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That is so fair. All right. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.